3: I'm Elliot Friedman, and you're listening to Nasty Knuckles.
4: You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast. With your host Terry, Nasty, Suttermeyer, and former Philadelphia Flyer enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorilla? This is it.
0: This is it?
4: This little, is it, man. little podcast today? Oh, yeah. Uh, missed you this weekend. You actually, uh, it's worse than normal. You're, I'm coming, I'm in. Loops is here, we're playing. Next thing I know, I'm going to bow out, Nasty. Like it's this first game you bowed out. Well, and,
0: I bowed out because I was been the 13th forward again. Now, no, you would not you, want
4: to be riding the pine. First of all, to you never ride the pine. Second of all, a couple guys bailed. Rocker couldn't quite make it <laughs> because he was overserved at the other tournament he played and shot out the rocker. Um, and Matty Denton was overserved but showed up to he play. Up, yeah. He did. Yeah. He could play. How did he perform? He he did well. Yep. He did all right. And unfortunately, I jumped in my buddy in the way of one of my buddy Al Big Al McNulty. He's got an absolute cannon. He always has. Uh, he took a slapper, and of course, I was not blocking it. I jumped out of the way, but just put my stick there to you know try to help Hedgehog because I knew this thing was coming with some yep. heat. and it broke my stick. Shotgun as toby? good as a Toby is, it's not taking a slapper in in the shaft. Oh, the shaft! Um, yeah. So That's I had to go. Blade, I had to use an inferior stick. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say the company because I don't want to shit on anyone. It was Ritzy's. And if you see the footage when I scored, I'm coming back. I did score with this stick twice. It was like, a barbell. This thing was so heavy. Like, I can't even believe guys play with sticks that heavy. I mean, usually I wouldn't notice because it's not like I've got great hands. But I did score. The only reason. Foxy backed his big ass into the goalie. He couldn't see me, and I just snapped one.
0: You got any footage? You know. Any
4: footage? I, I mean, there's footage. I think uh, Debo took it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Debo's got the footage. But we, go the uh, we, we miss you. But our buddy Lupo... Uh, actually came to the game and watched and was taking pictures he was he was jacking he actually went upstairs to dunlops and um you know hung out with us for a little bit so it was fun yeah awesome i'm glad good time
0: time. i'll be there soon yeah i know i really tried and um (laughs) no no, (laughs) no, you didn't really try (laughs) (laughs) i realized i was (laughs) a 13th forward i said (laughs) i'm not driving 55 minutes to sit on the bench and and play you know third line wing you
4: know I don't think you would have been on the third line, but it's okay. It's okay. You could have played D. We only had three D. Uh, you like playing D. like playing D. More D, ice yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving the um, pucks up. The pucks yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. But anyway. All right. Moving on. Uh, moving on. A um, few of the uh, Flyers, um, you know, we're in our first week of Danny B taking over. Not a whole lot he can do right now. I'm sure he's, uh, for what I've heard, he's been, you know, talking to guys, sitting down with them, just trying to get, yeah. you know, their no thoughts. No the last week? No. no t- baller. <laughs> Is there a trade? Scott <laughs> Lawton. <laughs> um, yeah, no trades. No <laughs> trades um, in the last week. But uh, honestly, um, it's been nice to see Beezer's on yeah. on a bit of a little tear here. Three goals in his last three games. And, um, you know, he's a good hockey player, man. Yeah, does, and, you know, yeah. he's coming off that injury. And, you know, probably not a, a, a year statistically of what, you know, we're, we're probably going to see in the future. Um, but – you know, a lot of things going on there. And I'm just happy to see him kind of get on a roll now. And, yeah. And I uh, seems to kind of be out of towards his doghouse a little bit, but his game's picked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, He's playing well. Frosty's even uh, – Frosty's playing well. And then uh Tyson Forrester. Yeah. Um Six games, five points. Got his first goal the other I night. Know, that's, nice goal, too. Yeah. It looked yeah. like
0: uh, he'd scored before in the NHL. Uh, yeah, I mean. it,
4: looked, it looked like it. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to see a, uh, a young guy like that when that's what we're kind of pinning our hopes on here. To, to step right in, I mean, five points in your first six NHL games is, yeah. is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it is. Um, not trying to put pressure on him to say he's going to finish the year with a point a game, but, I mean, he's playing well. Yeah. And he seems yeah, to be a hockey IQ, you know, seems to be there. So, good for him.
0: Yeah, no, it's nice to see these guys step up. And, obviously, towards the end of the season, a situation like the Flyers are in, guys get opportunity, maybe more ice time, um, but but it is, it is kind of their tryout. You know, right. these guys are – playing for jobs uh, for next year and, yep, uh, you know, showing sure. torts that they want to be there. So, now nah, actually you'd think the guys would step up and, you know, yeah. you know they got about uh, you know, four weeks left in the season here. So, uh, take advantage of the opportunity while you can.
4: You know, the other thing is too, Roz, you know, as a former player, it's he's playing regular season games and I know they're out of it, but the regular season games. They're not preseason games yeah. where, you know, you got a split lineup and, you know, still would be impressive for yeah. a young kid to get points like that. But um, it's nice to see, like you said, and Carter Hart throwing out another 40-plus yeah, save performance rubber, against Florida Jeez. the other night. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I hate throwing out a number when I'm not exactly sure, but he's he's 11-0-1 or 11-1 and when he's had stopped 40-plus shots. Um, it's pretty impressive. But, How uh, he he's, feeling in those Yeah, he, he, he continues to, to play well and – I just hope he's here for the long haul, you know? Um, Yeah,
0: me too. And, you know, I know his name has been thrown around there. Um, I think, you know, again, we talked about this last week. Like, I think everyone is for sale if the price is right. I just can't see... Flyers, whoever the general manager is going to be at the time, hopefully it's Danny, um, mo- moving him. I mean, right. I think if you spend how many years trying to find. This, A lot of years. <laughs> find this piece to go ahead and move it just because, yeah. you know, the, the organizations in, in array would be, I think, would be foolish because you maybe spend another 10 years finding this guy again. So. Yeah. Um, but you know, who knows is obviously, uh, out of our control, but, uh, yeah, I, I hate to see him go. I think, he, right. you know, just building a squad around him, you know, that, that piece isn't concerning in my, my opinion, but no. again, if he, if they're offered something ridiculous, you have to at least entertain it, So I guess uh, so, but, yeah. but, uh, you know, we're not, we're not quite there yet. So. No, I hope not. But yeah, his, uh, his play is, uh, is, you know, I'd say consistent as it comes, you oh. know, throughout the season, nice to see. Um, you know, uh, on the other side of things with uh, with Coots coming back. Yes. Uh, we're on the street the other day in practice. He was
4: the best player on the ice. That came from the insider Travis Insider. Baller. Oh, Baller. Baller.
0: Um, uh, so which is not, which a, is not a surprise. No, it's and not. This
4: guy's been he's
0: chomping at the he's
4: bit. He's a pretty good hockey player yeah, anyway. Exactly. He's been. Uh, but it, it's it's nice to see. I saw some of uh, the footage, and Baller had um, had some as well. That You know, he looked like he was moving well. He looked comfortable and he's been out there for what over a week now before i think he kept having setbacks before he even put gear on so it's a it's a good sign and i know like we had people uh commenting which we appreciate all the uh the comments and likes on social media uh talking about coots why wait why come back and we kind of we touched on that last week i i think as an athlete in your mind i get what everybody's saying like why you yeah, know, like just get healthy, but maybe to him it's going to help him more mentally than the you know the physical side. But then God forbid something did happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's it's it's. Yeah, what do you do? Totally, we yeah. talked, We've talked about this before. Yeah. You
0: know, you're playing both sides of it. You know, I understand both sides of it for sure. You know, most athletes aren't in the business of playing it safe. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean you've played it somewhat safe for however long here. Now it's like getting a couple games in. Maybe it's obviously not max minutes. Maybe right. It's just like true i don't That's know, a good point. seven to ten minutes just yeah. get him out there get him flowing face offs whatever just all the stuff that he does and uh but not grinding him down and you know right. putting him in situations where he's you don't he's think exhausted. he should play 25 <laughs> minutes no. <laughs> probably not like play tips playing <laughs> well oh, speaking of tips though man i was yeah. at the game the other day he's where he scored his hattie dude man like right from the start of the game like this guy yeah, was on. like he like he was on like you know he's getting the the, the high-end chances skating like look Looked elite, man. So like it's it's amazing elite.
4: when the coach has some confidence in you and shows it, and,
0: Holy, and plays you. If he like, could keep up at least like fifty percent of that pace, man, this yeah. guy. Because we have talked about this before, like he shows signs of being like a high end scorer. Yes, um, which, which, well, he was a first off. round pick. I mean, he was scoring, yeah. Um, but and he shoots the puck so well. It's just it was you was just kind of like wondering why he wasn't scoring more. But I don't know how many goals. I think you, but twenty two goals or something like that. But this guy this guy can score 40 goals. Yes. I mean, there's no, I mean, the way he skates and shoots and stride yeah. and, and hustles and moves like, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that cause I was at the game the there and like he scored three, but he probably could have scored seven. I was like, going to say he, he had
4: so many chances.
0: You yeah, was just feeling it from the start. You could just see it. But, um, you know, a lot of these guys are buzzing now, you know, and again, there's, there's lots to play for, even though it's not for playoffs and Stanley cup, but they're all playing for their lives and, yep. and you know, and next year. But, uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. So some, you know, some good movement, to, you know, in the Flyers is yep. is uh, interesting as it's become. But um, moving on outside the
4: Flyers, um, McJesus. Yeah, you were telling me about this. Sixty. He's pretty good. Not bad. He's 138 good. points. In 72 yeah. 138 games. points.
0: <laughs> man. Uh, and on his 60th goal. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. If you watch the clip, I mean, he gets the he gets the initial breakaway, which is just blows the D man away. <laughs> Doesn't score. And somehow regroups above the puck, and then Drysdale squeezes it out off the wall, and then another partial breakaway and scores. <laughs> like I mean, and this guy, again, you talk about we just talk about Tip, you know, generating offense. Like this guy has an ability of generating high-end scoring opportunities multiple times in a shift. One
4: hundred and just- <laughs> thirty-eight points <laughs> twice. At it, 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 it this, you know, this time of hockey, like this, it's just crazy. It's
0: incredible. Yeah, he's in a. Whole- completely different dimension
4: Man. than uh i would say 99.9 percent of the I guys i think you're correct and i would be afraid to go that fast i think <laughs> if this guy he's going and he's in his hands are moving too it's yeah, not like i, I mean you can talk about to your blue in the face the but like my god he he's like faster with the puck almost like he, he doesn't slow down that's for sure he's got another gear Yeah, he does, it's it's,
0: uh, it's incredible but yeah, sixty snipes, and you know it makes you know Ovi's forty look like I nothing.
4: I know, and he's got forty again. Yeah. Like this guy, man. I saw a great clip. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. It was someone posted it on Instagram where they're on the PP, and Ovi's literally standing there, not like ready for the puck. He's literally standing there, and then all of a sudden he kind of. He kind of starts getting ready, and somehow they find a way. You know, I didn't know if it went to Osh or however it came. It comes to him, boom, and then <laughs> he boom. wasn't even he wasn't even ready for, uh-huh. like, 10 seconds. He's just basically watching them zip the puck around. But it's amazing. You know where it's coming from. Yeah. And all these years, and you're still not stopping it.
0: Well, that's probably part, a little bit of strategy because if he looks too ready, then everyone, everyone's kind of <laughs> cheating that size. So it's just, man. like, nonchalant. We'll just hang I, out over here. No, but don't no you know, know he's stomach. there? Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't you you know he's there?
4: But I don't know what you do because no one's ever stopped it. This has been going on for how many years now?
0: You really can't. I mean, there's nothing you do. I mean, all the pre scouts in the world, you know, the PK pre scouts. I mean, obviously they're talking about him every single time, you know, and and then you know the overload shooter that pops out like. But, like, you get, like, pick your poison. It's like, yeah. you cheat the one, you, the other one's exposed. you got Oshi in, in
4: the slot, and that guy can bury the puck. Jeez, I mean, yeah. Uh, imagine when he gets a Tovey in his hand, how oh, many man. he's going to have. I can't wait. Better get on that now. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, that we're, on we're on it. Gift we're wrapped. on it. We're on it. Gift-wrapped is right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're right, man. Just a lot of cool stories, a lot of amazing things um, going on in hockey right now. It's a uh, I'm excited for the playoffs. I know man. It's you kinda, can feel
0: the the, the energy. Yeah, behind the it. games it's are a little. Time. You got yeah, flowers blooming here. The, the and,
4: games are, you know, a little tighter. It seems like, and they're kind of these teams that are fighting. There's, it's not like crazy, but, um, you know, it's interesting to watch and to see where these teams will uh, end up. And I really wish they go back to the one through eight. I think the league's screwing that up because you end yeah. up with teams. We've talked about that before as well. Like. You have two teams that could probably be in the conference final that have to play each other in the first round, yeah. Like with with, with this Matt, the way they do with the wild card, but it is what it is. We can't change it.
0: We cannot nest. unless we start a
4: petition, like I we, know. you know, maybe that's right. I don't know, a little movement. Yeah, let me think about us that year in twenty ten. I know we should we should have been the eighth seed, but we ended up being the seventh, and it ends right. up being seven and eight, which just know, right? doesn't happen very often. But I just like that setup better. I, I agree. think that's the way hockey should be, but that's just my opinion
0: yep yeah i agree with you man i think we should bring on our friend ian peters hockey xp yes. talk about the event on tuesday super cool all right let's listen in all right joining us now ian peters from hockey xp throwing on the ultimate hockey experience here in philadelphia on tuesday the 28th so welcome ian how you doing man thank you i'm good how are you guys yeah I'm doing, doing all great. Right. Yeah, doing all right, awesome. man. Excited for what you got going on. Learning a little bit about it in the last week or so, and uh, seems like you got uh, a nice thing going. So maybe you want to talk uh, about Hockey XP and what you're what you're doing, and, uh, and any details you have around the
5: event. Yeah, I'm very excited to bring it to Philly. This is my first time doing it outside of New York, which is my home market. Um, hockey XP started five plus years ago. I was in, I'm a hockey player as well, originally from Toronto, living here in New York. And uh, when I moved here a couple years ago, I was invited to a skate myself at Barclays Center when Islanders were playing there. And um, it was a game and then we skied on the ice after And you bring a light Jersey, I bring a dark Jersey. We just have a little scrimmage. And I remember coming off the ice and just looking around the room and just seeing how like enamored everybody was by the experience they just had. And it reminded me of my history, which is video production and event production. I worked for Toronto Blue Jays back in Toronto for six seasons as the on-field videographer. And I remember shooting, you know, I'd go to the ballpark four hours before game time to shoot some corporation that rented the ballpark out. they have a softball game on, a couple innings. Our coach would come out at the time, Blue Jays coach, maybe Gibby, I think it was, would come out, talk to them about leadership. And these guys, full-grown men, are wearing their baggy Blue Jay uniform looking up at this guy. They're they're enamored. They're like little boys, and these are like Fortune 500, you know, CEOs. And when I found out how much they paid for that experience, I was floored first off, because I would have to shoot this thing. You know, you're shooting Tommy from accounting, sliding into first base, pulling a hamstring, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm shooting these things. And then I have to go up to the booth and cut a one minute stinger that would go on the jumbotron during the seventh inning stretch. And, you know, on comes the announcer, Hey fans, today we had state farm in from wherever. And here's a highlight of what they did today. Show them on the ballpark playing around and Cut to them in a luxury suite. And they're just like, like I said, like little boys in awe of what just happened. And looking around that room when I came off the ice at Barclays Center reminded me of that. And I said, hey, you know what? This could be better if we dressed this up like what I saw with the Blue Jays. And that's what I, that was my mission. I went ahead and did that. Just every contact I knew that would would, would contribute something or would make this better, I contacted them, uniforms, custom jerseys. Um, yeah, nice. Bio Steel reached out to them. They were heavily, they were they were, they were well received. They they received it very well. Who else was there? There was um, I don't know, just everybody I reached out to, nobody said no. Everything was always yes, or we'll get back to you, it was always well received. And um it snowballed into what it is now. I had guys flying in from Toronto, Vancouver, North Carolina. Some guys came up from there.
0: Nice.
5: I had a husband and wife couple came up. Um, some skaters from Atlanta. I had a player from team, team Jamaica's international oh, team. He wow. came. That was cool. Um, yeah, this is my sixth event. I'm excited. Here we are hockey XP. Yeah,
4: Beautiful. That, that's awesome. Beautiful. I mean, you, we, we were uh, obviously reading about it and, um, it's really cool. Like you're, you're doing it all, you get the scrimmage, you have your game, you get to go to a game, you have a social event afterwards, like, do you have any room for the social event? Because I love social events. No, but it seems like you've like packaged everything together to really make it a, a great event.
5: Yeah, the package is a three-part package. It's the live NHL game. Who doesn't like that? The social mixer. You get to network with other hockey enthusiasts. Um, and that kind of came about from just meeting guys that would come back second or third time and tell me about somebody they met at the first event they came to that they now have a business started with or they're now friends with or they started a team together in their local town together or they you know they discovered they went to the same college i'm a people person i work in real estate i love bringing people together so i absolutely loved hearing that and i figured how could i you know nurture those connections better so i started carving out the social mixture of more of a distinguished part of it which was part 2 and part 3 was the on-ice experience getting the state on pro ice and that was where um like I said, watching full grown adults turn into little little boys and girls just staring out there. You hear everything from, wow, I can't believe I sat on a pro bench. Uh, I can't believe the puck has no shadows. The lighting is so surreal. Uh, There's OV's use smelling salt on the bench. Just the little, <laughs> yeah. little uh, nuances that I picked up on that they would pick up on and they would repeat. And I'd, hear, I'd see in their social media. Um, some of the skaters from five years ago still use themselves, the picture they have in their Jersey as their social media pick. Uh, I love that.
2: Yeah. I love
5: going to a skate here in New York city and seeing somebody wearing this Jersey and ask and not recognizing them and asking where'd you get that Jersey from? Oh, I was at a skate and somebody had, it, really liked it. And I traded it. I asked them for it. This person has no idea. This is my event. And that's yeah. why I just, just every, where I look it just kept me signs to keep going, keep pushing this, keep making it better. Um, with every iteration I do, I try to add something um, and it kind of reminds you of the theme park where I'm from in uh, Toronto, Canada's Wonderland. Every year you go back, there's a new ride.
0: Yeah. yeah. time
5: you come to Hockey XP, there's a new thing. Massage therapist. Um, I've added swag bag, free jeans. Uh, there's some, some really nice things coming down the pipe I'm really excited about. I can't confirm them yet, but uh, it's looking good. It's looking good. Yeah. yeah. So that's the three parts? Just yeah, just to wrap it up real quick. It's the the social media, social mixer part, the uh, scrimmage with pro referees. Might I add? I added that as well, and the awesome. um, live NHL game.
0: Yeah, oh, it's a night. beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, I can see this thing, uh, you know, really taking off and. And, uh, you know, and, and really going in a, in a positive direction. So I think you're onto to something, uh, you know, I was thinking, too, you know, like this could be a great opportunity for for businesses, you know, as some sort of team building event too. you know, like you kind of cover all the bases and networking, as you mentioned, you know, it's always good to to be uh, hanging around and, and networking with like minded folks uh, that obviously have a connection to hockey. So uh, I think it's brilliant and, you know, it's, it's creeping up. It's Tuesday the 28th. Uh, where can uh, people go to 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 sign up, register, and find and find out more details about the event?
5: You can sign up at hockeyxp.com. We're also on Instagram as hockeyxp. The letter X, the letter P. Um, yeah, all the information is there. Awesome,
0: beautiful. Anything else you want to add before we let you go here, Ian?
5: Well, two dates coming up: the March twenty eighth. That's next week, Tuesday at Wells Fargo, and a week and a half later, we're at UBS. Here with the islanders in new york it's tampa against the, uh, against the islanders and that's april 6th at 7 30. wow
0: awesome. beautiful so all your listeners out there check it out at hockeyxp.com and uh learn more register great event you're doing a great thing there Ian, yeah it's so. awesome man
4: it's really
5: cool yeah thank so you wish you, hope- wish you the best i want to
4: incorporate you guys thank you i want to
5: make sure you're at the yeah. next event in philly i would love to have all you right. be, be yeah. the new thing
0: absolutely yes, all yeah, right. You, we the love shiny nickel
5: yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah we'd love
0: to yeah happy to support any way we can obviously we're going to push this out through our, our network and uh share it with our folks and yeah and go from there
5: yeah happy to support thank you guys thank you both
0: all right big thank you to ian pierce for hopping on Spread the good word Hopefully the event is a success
4: It's fun, man, when you get to skate Even, like, I mean, you did it for real With 20,000 people there But, like, um, even when we played a few You know, months ago, like, it's cool Uh, Oh, it is, there. You're, like, looking around, man This is pretty cool Yeah, it's a big barn The lights
0: is obviously certainly different Than most uh, youth hockey rinks A
4: little little bit different It's
0: a little bit different, yeah (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, the vibe is uh, is different It's it's an experience for sure So, you know, people certainly enjoy that and we're ready to rock your nast. 110. Episode 110 with our good friend, Elliot Friedman. Ready. Episode 110 presented to you by Cureleaf. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions, Google Cureleaf PA or stop by one of their 18 locations across the Commonwealth or... Visit cureleaf.com forward slash locations. Let's go NAS. Let's
4: do it. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. This week we're very, very fortunate to have a guy that does it all basically. Uh yeah. works with uh SportsNet, CBC, uh insider for NHL Network, the best insider, I would say. Um, host co host with Jeff Merrick of uh, 32 Thoughts Podcast, which is amazing. Mr. Elliot Friedman, thank you so much for joining us, buddy.
3: Well, it's my pleasure. I'm glad you guys have me. I, I got to tell you, I, I saw the clip last week of poor Scott Lawton. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm just worried that when he sees me in Toronto, he's going to say, did you know that that was going to happen in advance? And I'm not sure if he's going to believe me when I tell him I had no clue.
4: Uh, it was great. I tell you what, you throw your name in on anything and it's, and people are believing it cause you're like, the man. I'll so i tell you what, he was, he was rattled. It was funny. I he saw. laughed. He, he, he hung around a little while. Uh, he comes, he's, he's over quite a bit. And, uh, he, he came up he stayed after the show, and he was like, he was still sweaty because like, my nuts are still in my throat, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ell- Elliot Friedman said it, yeah, like, I know, right? and I said to him, like Dickie Dunn wrote it, you know, it's true, right? <laughs> from Slap. <laughs> yeah.
3: Guys out of the media guide. That's right. <laughs> yeah,
4: Very <good>. that's right. <laughs> oh man, but we we really appreciate your time, man. You're you're a busy mm-hmm. man. Um, we just wanted to start off uh, with a few things in Flyerland because uh, obviously mm-hmm. we're here. Um obviously Chuck was replaced, uh Chuck Fletcher right. was replaced last week um with Danny Brier uh with the interim tag right now. Hopefully that's gonna be taken off. But um what what were your thoughts on that? Were you surprised he lasted as long as he did? Or uh what what, what are your feelings on it?
3: Well, first of all, Derek, I do think that Brier is gonna be the the full-time GM eventually. I I <laughs> I never want to say anything as a formality, but I but I do think he will be the general manager. I think the question is going to be what's just going to happen around them. Um, You know, was I like, I think if anything surprised me, guys, it was the timing. Um, I I think we realized we were getting to a point where it was very possible they were going to make a change at the end of the season. I just don't know how many people really thought uh, it was going to happen that particular day. Now, I I think it started to leak out. Um, You know, Jeff Merrick, as you guys mentioned, uh, carries me on the podcast he wakes up a little earlier than I do. Like, I'm not an early riser. He is. And he was up, I guess, at 6.30 in the morning and tweeted that, you know, it could be a big day in Flyerland or something like that. So I think the news was starting to get out. Um, you know, I think there were, you know, Riley, I think you in particular can appreciate this. I, I think the fact that kind of some of the media knew before Fletcher did, I think really bothered some people. Um, but I think if anything surprised me, it was, it was that it was the timing, not that it happened.
0: So would you say like the, the JVR or the, the, you know, the, the lack of movement on JVR was like the straw that broke the camel's back and then following it up with that town hall. Or was this like, like you said, end of the season, that's what we were kind of thinking. Yeah. And then, you know, that went down and, you know, obviously shit hit the fans. So Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts on that?
3: I do think that. I think that played a, a factor on the timing, no question about it. Um, the reaction at that town hall. I don't necessarily think the lack of movement on, on JVR did it, but I just think the reaction to Chuck at the town hall the next day, I think that had a very, very big factor to do it. Like, this is a time. Like you, you want to start selling tickets for next year. You know, you yeah. you, you, you want you know, you want to show your fans that you know, the, the one thing that seems pretty clear to me is that tortorella seems to have a lot of fan buy-in on what he's doing they seem to believe in in tortorella and i think they just wanted someone they just felt that there wasn't going to be the buy-in on chuck anymore and they, i think they wanted to make the change as quick as they could
0: yeah no, i agree with that yeah it, it, it does show the fan base that you're trending in the right way um in the right direction danny b obviously a fan favorite here in philly obviously he paid his dues he's not just a you know a a whole patching job here. I mean, he's he's been working closely with uh, you know Paul Holmgren and and you know yeah. the executive Comcast. So he's he's certainly uh, you know been doing his part to earn that job. So I mean, uh, I think that kind of uh, helps the, the fan base kind of buy into a little more. You know, I, I think the you know the Chuck Fletcher era was you know obviously coming to a close, and you know the town hall sealed that deal. But I think yep. Danny B is a, you know, up to my opinion, I mean, you said that you think that he's going to be uh, the GM officially. Uh, we think the same thing. And I think it's uh, you know, I think it's a, a great fit.
3: Well, you guys know Danny a lot better than I do. Uh, you know, I've dealt with him quite a lot. You know, the thing I, the thing I really remember guys is a few years ago, I remember I'm um, talking to an old school hockey guy and he was a guy, like he was really smart. He was, he was very good at what he did. Um, but, you know, he he sounded like a lot of us when we get older. It's like all these young guys—they don't like to work. They don't really want to do anything, right? Like we always, yeah. the, the older generation always dumps on us, and we always right. dump on the younger generation. That's just the way it goes. But um, this was a guy. I remember, he told me the day he remembered the day that Steve Iserman, he realized Steve Eiserman was in it for real, and he was going to be a really good executive. And he said he walked into some dinky, cold arena and I think the Czech Republic, like not even in Prague, in some small town the Czech Republic, and Steve Eiserman was sitting there scouting. And he was wow. like, holy smokes. Like, this is a guy with $100 million in the bank. He's in the yeah. Hockey Hall of Fame. He's won everything there is to be won. And he's in this dinky arena with me. And that's when he realized Steve Eiserman was going to be very good. And, you know, I think about that a lot. And I asked him about Briere, And he said, you know, the thing that, he said he's seen, seen the same thing from Briere. Like Briere has been in some uh, – he's been out – people have seen him out on the road scouting games. You know, Danny Briere has made a lot of money. Uh, he's got – you know, he, he could be at home. He could be doing whatever he wants, but he was in this arena scouting. And the other thing, too, is, um, as you guys said, Paul Holmgren um, put him in the ECHL, not on a hockey job, but a business job. Learn the yeah. business. And, and he gladly did that. And that, to me, says this is a guy who's really serious. And I'll tell you guys something else. I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, the future of the old guard, the Bill Barbers, the Bob Clarks, and the Paul Holmgrens. You know, the one thing I wonder about Holmgren in particular is Holmgren was really good to Briere, And I can't imagine that Breer is not going to repay that favor on some level to Holmgren.
0: No, that's a good right. point. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, point. That's a good point. Yeah, and Danny B's, you uh, know, he's worn a bunch of hats too outside of, as you mentioned, as an executive there for the main Mariners. You know, he was involved in player development, and mm-hmm. he had, Flyers. you know, and yeah, and, and you know, he's he's been around that world. Uh, so, um, not that that you know makes you a better GM, but you know, he he's got a pulse on. You know the mindset of these younger players. You know he's not too far removed from playing the game, but I think he, you know, at least from my perspective, checks all the boxes. You know, having a you know a young up and coming general manager that's you know say pays dues. And you know we had someone on you know a couple weeks ago that talked about his grit. Like you know he remembers him as a player. You know Danny B's got a lot of grit, but he carries that into you know besides his you know his baby his baby face. Like you know he's a killer. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. He's a killer.
3: <laughs> how many, how many guys did you see him like stick illegally and stuff like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a prick. Prick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was a dirty prick. Yeah. It was Danny got that baby face, but he's, he's, he's a killer. He, he yeah. was.
4: And, and, you know, as you know, he's, he scored a lot of goals here for the flyers and the playoffs and, and a lot of goals in general, and they weren't in the safe areas. Like he no. was, he was in dirty areas scoring goals and uh, took, took punishment, but he, I mean, that's, that's why i agree with riley like he's got some of that fu in him and mm-hmm. uh he just I, I think he's a great guy for the job yeah
0: so and hopefully he can carry that into the into the job where you know because it, it's you know it's a mm-hmm. look it's a cutthroat business right i mean you got to have a mm-hmm. swagger and you know and um you got to take risks right i mean it's 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 a business of risks obviously calculated ones but you know, in his situation now, I mean, it's like, a almost like I say, a clean slate. I mean, like or maybe not, but, I mean, you, you know, it's like. It is. Yes. You know, you know what, guys? It reminds
3: me a lot of what Martin St-Louis walked into in Montreal last year. Like, the, the team was so low, and all they wanted was something positive that everybody just bought into what he's doing. And now, it was funny. Like, I was talking to somebody this week, and they're like, why is everybody talking so well about Martin St-Louis? Look at their record. And I said, well, look. Look what he came into, and secondly, just look how much better everybody feels there who's being coached by him. Like the players right, right. seem happier now. There's no pressure on them to win right now. It's always easier when there's no pressure to win, but that's what Briere's walking into right now. They sent the message, "Okay, guys, we don't do this in Philadelphia a lot, but we're now in a rebuild. So what he's got, what he's bought himself, is time, and." They can start building things up like San Luis doing, building up confidence, get you ready to play so that when you're ready to start winning, you're prepared to do that. But, you know, you guys talk about competitive. Steve Iserman, he's just as competitive as a GM as he was when he played. Like, he's right. he's no different. Bill Guerin in Minnesota, he's the same guy. He's 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 a very friendly person to deal with, but if he gets you in the corner in a game seven, he's going <laughs> to he's going to cut your throat out. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. and, and that's the way he is as a gm too like look at the decision he made with Suter and parise like yeah, i, I right. think briere will be no different he'll try to be successful He'll try to treat people well but he's going to make hard decisions to make the team better
4: yeah yeah you you had mentioned uh elliot um i think you had tweeted out something about even carter hart could be available or they're you know, I said it, I didn't tweet it, but it got tweeted. Online. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I apologize. But, but we were talking about that. It, it would be, a sh- to me, it'd be a shame because we've waited so long. You know, I've, I've been with a fly. I was with a flyer for 25 years and even yep. before that with my father. Um, and it's been a long, long time and you get a kid, I think, who's very special, uh, in net. Um, but I guess if you're rebuilding, it could be a piece that you end up moving. Do you you hear a lot about that, or just well?
3: What I would say this is, you know, Derek. What do you think of Urson?
4: Well, I've seen seven games. Yeah. So and, and, I mean, and he's done. He's, he's looked done, great. Yeah, he's looked great. But yeah. it's seven. I mean, seven I,
3: I just remember that one game in Calgary. Like that's going to be a game if Calgary misses the playoffs that that you know, this year though they outshot Philly like eighty to two that game and the guy stood on his head. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he like, who is he
4: this? Guy? I, Any- I think. Go ahead, Derek. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say he had a good – yeah, he played well in the preseason also. He did, yeah. He, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's preseason, but. Uh, I
3: think it comes down to a couple of things. Um, you know, number one, uh, I, I just think, you know, Cart's in the se- Carter hurts in the second year of a three-year deal. You really have to p- pay him after next year. And I right. think they're going to look at, okay, does it make sense for us to do this here yet? That's going to be one thing. And the other thing, I too, too is, like, I think if there's one position in the NHL where the difference between the best and the sort of the second or third group is growing greater than ever, it's in goal. Like, you know, every, like I know the Flyers, if you said, Derek, you guys have been looking for a goaltender for a long time, but this was a position where you had 20 number one goalies in this league for a long time. It's not that way anymore. I think right. there's less than 10 true number ones. And I think when they look at their kind of situation right now, I think they they're wondering, does it make sense for them to take advantage of what the market could be for him and look at Urson as the goalie of their future? And I think that's something they're going to consider. Like, like, like the, the other guy I wonder about and I've like connect me this year. OK, like so people say to me, well, if they think that way about heart, they've got to think that way about connect me. And it could happen. I'm just not as convinced. Like I'd heard ch- teams had asked Choc about Konechny, and he said, "Why would I do that? Unless you absolutely blew my socks off, why would I do that?" And you know, when when I and uh, what I've heard about him is that Tortorella really really likes Konechny, and they really think they need players with good habits around these young players as they as they grow up and learn to play. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll get asked. It'll be interesting with me about him because. I really heard they weren't thrilled about the idea of moving me and we'll see what they decide to do.
0: All right. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, I think, uh, well, anytime, but especially when you're in a rebuild, I think everything's for sale if the price is right, right? I mean, it's just like you'll never know unless there's a, a legitimate offer. Uh, I can see a guy like Konechny being a little bit different in a little bit different bucket. Um, you know, he, he does really bring that uh, Flyers brand of play, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's a gritty guy. Mm-hmm. Those guys, I mean, it's hard to, hard, hard to replace, you know, you know, he scores, he's competitive. He, you know, he's got an F you, know, the yeah. attitude. Um, um, uh, but, uh, but again, like, and like she said, like you get an offer that blows your socks off. Like you're, you're, you're probably not thinking of necessarily moving him, but who do you think, uh, who do you think is, is, is realistically dispensable? I know some guys are carrying some larger contracts that might not be easy to move, but what are your thoughts on a few of those guys?
3: Well, that's why, that's why I've wondered about Hart because I think Hart is, you know, I, like I, I do think the interest will be out there on him. And yep. so – and and plus I think, um, you know, the, the thing about Hart too is like if you're – like I look at Urson and, and I do think – I've heard the Flyers really like him. And I think that if you have Hart, then he's going to want to play 40 to 50 – times 50 to 60 times, Right. And is, is Urson really getting better if he's only playing, say, 20 to 25 games a year? Like maybe next year, but eventually you're going to want to start to move. If he if you think he's your guy, eventually you want to get him to 25, 30, 35, 40, and you're not going to do that if hearts here. So unless you make the decision that hearts your guy, I think that's why I, I think you're going to hear his name. You know, I, I'll tell you this. I don't – Before Ottawa traded for Chikrin, like, like I don't know Dave Brown that well, but people tell me like he's one of the smartest scouts in the league. Like, like people have a lot of respect for the work that Dave Brown does. I have a lot of respect for the way he used to treat people in the 80s, (laughs) but like people out there tell me like, he's a really, really sharp guy. So Dave Brown was watching uh, Belleville, I think, a couple of times, which is Ottawa's AHL team before the deadline. So I'm thinking that, that that you guys were watching Ottawa and they were looking at one of your D. Now, I don't think that's going on anymore because they went out and they got Chickward and they got a bunch of other kids. But I think teams know that you guys are willing to consider some things on your defense, whether it's Provorov I think it's unlikely to be Sanheim. I, I think you guys want to keep him. I'm not convinced you guys – Like, I mean, look, I think it's Provorov is the guy you guys would like to move. I think he'd like to go, too. I think everybody realizes it's time here for a bit of a fresh start. So I think he's the other guy we're going to hear about, although I think that one's a little bit complicated. We'll see how it all plays out. Man, yeah, he, he
4: eats up a lot of ice, too, Elliot. Like yeah. The- uh, he gets—I don't want to say a bad rap here, but he—he he, people he are kind of—he takes a lot of heat here, and man, he—he he just eats up a lot of ice. He does a lot of good things, but it is what it is. But like you said, he's probably a name that's uh, yeah, really. I probably think probably honestly, Derek. Seat.
3: Yeah, I think that's it, Riley and Derek. I, I just think that the player probably—I've uh, heard the player wants it, and I heard the team wants it. So yeah, like it, it's you just get to that point where uh, y- you get
0: there
4: yeah it's necessary yeah so you know with danny there there's a lot of talk about a lot more movement around him mm-hmm. in the office mm-hmm. and um you know Shane Doan, has uh has name has been mentioned before you, you you comment on that i just I was told he had a quite a unique uh riding uh horse experience with oh Donor. my god I didn't know oh, if you god. want to tell <laughs> us about that but someone, so little, not, little birdie. Yeah, told me you, about so, it. You,
3: you guys called PJ. There's only one. Well,
1: because I know right. you
3: guys are both tight with PJ, who I, I think yeah. the world of. He's just a super, super human being. And I really miss having him around here. But uh, yeah, I did a piece and and the video out there like you can find okay. it. But I did a piece where uh, I went to Shane Doan's ranch, a beautiful ranch in Arizona. And let's just say, like, I'm not an incredible outdoorsman. I'm like your typical... <laughs> City slicker, Torontonian, and uh, the the horse and I, you know, it was it was unique experience. But you know what, you guys, you know what, guys, sometimes you just gotta laugh. You you want the story? (laughs) Hockey's supposed to be fun. I like I did horseback riding when I was a kid, but not a ton of it, and I wasn't very good at it. I was just like, ah, screw it, let's do it, and let's have a good
4: time. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh, that's I'm not fun. a real outdoorsman. Dig kid. up the footage. I, I don't think I've ever ridden a horse, and I don't oh, know if that's... I want to. Maybe when couldn't have
3: been little worse little. than look me,
4: look Derek. Like... You couldn't have been worse than me.
0: <laughs> Nasty looks like a jockey.
4: Uh, yeah, about about the size of one. You've seen me before. You know, I'm not yeah, that yeah. I'm not that big, but um, but but seriously, um, there've been some names thrown around, Chris is one, Eric Lindros. Yep. Have you have you been hearing anything, um, about that?
3: Yeah, like I, I think all those names are are, are legit. Like, like, to me, it's going to be you know Danny. Uh, although he's smart, and we've all talked about, it, he doesn't have a lot of experience yet in this role. And I think the the one of the questions I'm I'm curious about is, do they want someone around him who's been around a long time? Like, you're going to need those kinds of people up and down. Like, like I think Brent Flaher stays. Um, yeah. I think, uh, um, you know, I like I I want a guy I wonder about is Ray Shiro, you know, Ray Shiro has ties to Philly, obviously with his dad. And, uh, like, you know, and he's done this kind of a job before. I wonder about Shiro. I have heard Doan's name. I have heard Pronger's name. I have heard Eric's name, but I've heard Eric's name kind of in maybe not a president role, but, but a big role in addition to them. Um, uh pronger i don't remember if i mentioned i have heard it ray whitney is another name i've heard potentially um and so i mean and ed olchick is another name i've heard yeah like i i think like but the one thing is is that this is what i would say i know this hasn't been an easy time for the flyers but the flyers name still carries weight like if you tell Mm -hmm. people you can be president of hockey ops for the philadelphia flyers You're going to have a lineup of people who are going to want to do it. And I think that's the case. I think people like the idea of Breer, but I also think people really like the idea of saying, you know, I have an important position with the Philadelphia Flyers because the Flyers, they matter. And uh, I, I think you, I think they're, I'm just curious to see like where the, where are going to put the experience? Oh, the other name I didn't mention who I think I've heard is interested is Robert Ash, a guy both yeah. you guys. Oh, Ashy, yeah. 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 And you know, he's got a business background. He's been running Utica for a long time. Um, you know, like uh, I gotta tell you a funny Robert Ash story. Like I, I don't know Ash that well, but I remember I was in a scrum with him once in a game and I think it was in Buffalo, and um, you know, he once asked, he was talking with like Tim Panaccio and Sam Carcetti and <laughs> and those guys, and, and he said to him, he said to them. Like, do you guys ever watch the game on TV and and write the story like you guys ever get like hung over or something and you can't come to the game and you write the story off TV or something like that? And they go, no, you would get fired if you did that. Like, you can't do that. And he was like, OK, well, I'm just going to tell you guys, if you guys ever get hung over and you need quotes or something like that, call me. Because I will give you quotes if you're too hungover to come to the game. And I was like, this is the most ridiculous conversation I've ever seen before. But, you Uh, know, Ash, as you guys know, he's been running Utica for a long time. So he's got the business background, too.
4: Yeah,
0: for sure. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. We have heard, Ashi And, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a good candidate. It'd be interesting how it plays out. Because, like you said, there's there's probably a lot more guys that we're not mentioning here, too, that might be uh, quietly lined up because it is uh you know you know a pretty it's a great job. position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How do you see this uh quote unquote rebuild playing out? I mean, do you do you see the Flyers going after you know any real legitimate free agents or is this kind of like uh let's just play the young guys and you know do that whole thing?
3: I, I well, like I mean, first of all, like you never know. You well, the other name I should have mentioned before was Kevin Hayes. Like I think I think oh, Kevin right. Hayes oh, yeah. will, will be moved and you know I think he'll like I think like one of the teams we've all wondered about is Columbus with his relationship with Rick Nash and Johnny Goudreau, But I'm I'm sure there's going to be other situations. He's a center and you know he can play. It's it's just a bad mix. But um, look, I think I think a couple of things happen here. Number one, do you get the lottery luck? Like you know, do you, do you oh, hit yeah. the do you hit the 500 level home run, win the lottery, get Connor Bedard and instantly everything seems fantastic (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um you know i don't i don't think you guys are gonna chase like that was always the way and that's why the flyers were the flyers for a long time ed snyder would be like who's the best player well this is the best player well let's go get them and let's pay everybody for them can't do that as easily now um i i think briere is determined to be patient and i think you like, look, like the one thing that really looks like this year is that some of your young guys like Kate's to me, um, he looks like he's a player. Right. Um, yep. uh, York, I think at the beginning of the year, we're all wondering, like he's he's taken a step like he looks like he's a player. So I, I think the biggest question that Briere and Tortorella are going to have and like the thing about Tortorella is people are like, well, he's not going to stand losing. He doesn't like losing, but I think he understands building towards winning. And I think he's a good coach to have when you're trying to get young players to understand what it takes. And I think he's prepared to – so I think it's going to be about, okay, at the end of the season, who do we count on? How do we get Farabee back to being Farabee, for example? Like, so next – it's all going to be about this summer is, where does Joel Farabee have to be on the roster? We're not bringing in anybody who's interfering with that. Where does Cam York have to be in the roster? We're not interfering – we're, we're, we're with that. And I think that's what it's going to be. The young kids get a bit of priority and then maybe you bring in a couple veterans around them, not blowing your brains out, but just to make sure they've got the proper support. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I like yeah, that. I that's yeah. That's kind of the way we talked about earlier was, was that like, it was, it's almost hard to imagine they would go and, and break the bank on you know, filling in one of those spots with a call well, or two spots with a couple of free agents um uh, we've we've watched a lot of games this year I and mean, obviously as as you have and i feel like torts is, it has gotten these guys to play a certain way you know there there's mm-hmm. like an identity you know there is like it is trending uh in the right direction obviously the the results aren't there but uh, at least the attitude and the swagger is there for the most nights um and you know again you're getting you're getting a lot of guys younger guys uh minutes they're they're playing in different situations um, so it would be interesting how it plays out. We're always kind of like speculating and playing armchair GM and, you know, what this looks like. But uh, it's always always uh, great to hear, you know, insights from yourself that actually have a legitimate yeah. pulse on what's going on. I, I, I will, <laughs> we'll
3: find out how legitimate they are in a couple of months. Like, you know, right. the other guy I should mention, too, is Owen Tippett. Like, he, yeah. I remember yeah. when, when Owen Tippett got traded in the Giroux deal. People were like, "Ah, Florida doesn't care. They lost that guy. Like they're they're happy to trade Owen Tippett." I was like, "Okay, I mean that's still a young kid. Well, you know, like he he looks like a real player." And he does. I, I, I think that that's the thing too. Like, you know, Tortorella, like he's not for everybody, but he's for more people than I think a lot of a lot of individuals out there recognize. Like, how many people would have bet that would have bet? That Owen Tippett would have evolved under John Tortorella and would have liked the way he's treated by John Tortorella. I think sometimes you have to be careful the way you judge. Like, it's obvious Tortorella really likes him too. You guys know how it is. Like, just play hard. Exactly. Like, John Tortorella is like, this is your role. Do your role. Play hard. Don't step out of your role and show up ready to play. And if you do that, you can play for him. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and
0: yeah, we talked about you know Tippett was at the game the other day, and we talked about this on, on our pre show. Um, like this this guy, you said he, he looks like a player. Like he I mean, he was right out of the gate. Like he was on fire. You could you could just tell he was he was out there with a the swagger, and he landed up scoring three. He could have scored seven. Yeah, but, I, was I mean, say he had Like six this guy or seven. He sh- should have forty goals. I mean, he shoots, mm-hmm. he skates. Um, but you know, like like you said, it with the coaching. Like, I mean. Every coach just expects just to show up and and at least like attempt to look like you're engaged in the game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like keep the flies yes. away that way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and and obviously with his intensity, he, the way he skates, he, he brings that. You know, a guy like Lot and Connect. He, there's like you know, so there's yeah. some guys there that like just naturally uh, a coach would uh, would appreciate. And then the other side of it, you know, you mentioned Hazy, and I can I can see maybe why you know that he's you know he struggles with maybe a guy like Torts or maybe some other coaches is because he's highly skilled and he slow you know he has the ability to slow the game down and Mm -hmm. sometimes to the you know to the observer it it looks like you don't give a shit and you know and Mm -hmm. then that's hard for a coach. I was on the coaching side of things too for a while and it's like geez, I'm like you want to light a fire on this guy's ass a little bit, but. Mm But also, but it is also a skill to slow the game down like that, right? So it's yep. just maybe finding the right fit for, for for that type of player. But
3: I, 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 I think you know what it is, Riley. I think like as you guys know, like sometimes it's just your time in an organization, and sometimes it isn't. Yeah, and you just got to cut through all the BS, right? And uh I think what it comes down to, and like I really like to be with uh, careful with Kevin Hayes. Guy's been through a lot and nobody needs to cut him right. up or anything like that. It's just like you you look at what's happening there and it's just clear like this isn't the right time for Kevin Hayes in Philly. So let's yeah. find him a soft landing, someplace yeah, where it's right. more the the right time for somewhere for him. Yeah,
4: right. yeah, I yeah agree. it's Well put, well put. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and to your point too about, about the team, obviously they don't want to lose. Elliot, but I know you watch a, a ton of hockey, and you've in the mm-hmm. last couple of years, even though they're losing games, I don't want to say there's a right way to lose, but they're losing the right way instead of the way it was going before. Where right. I mean, it looked With like some pride. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like they're not they're not giving up. They're playing hard every night, and no one can argue that fact really for for the. Well, that's the Jordan.
3: thing. Like it's Philly, right? I mean, right? It's Philly. Like you know, I, uh, <laughs> I mean. I, I, I mean, I, I can only tell you some of the things I've been called as a sideline reporter. Like <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even doing anything out there. Some of the things that those like I mean, it's so funny. I, I just love it. Like the passion of the like, I, like if I was ever good enough to play a pro sport, which I'm not. But if I ever was, yeah. I would want to play in a place like that where it matters, where, yeah. you know, every night that what you do matters they care about what you do they care about their team and as you guys know if you play hard for them you're a god there yeah and that's what i would tell everybody who goes to play in philadelphia win or lose if you convince those fans that you're ready to run through a wall for them you're a god forever in all the sports all yeah, of, of the sports that they have, for sure.
0: So true. That's an absolute truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we see it, and you know, and it's like when it's going well, you know, they're they they will be the first one to pat you on the back, and when it's not, they're the first one to boo you. But it's not because they don't care. And to your point, you know, they, they just care that much that they, they're gonna let let you let you know. But yeah, they carry their emotions on their sleeve for sure. And mm-hmm. you know, the Eagles fans are a whole other yeah, whole another, other beast. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, another it's a, it's a different dimension there. But Um, certainly, uh, you know, blue-collar people just naturally expect, you know, Mm -hmm. to show up and and perform, right? They're spending their hard-earned money to watch you play. You better show up and give it an honest effort. And I think that, at the end of the day, that's all you can really ask for. Mm Mm-hmm, 100%. Nasty Knuckles listeners, it's time to get your real estate in top form. You need DLI Commercial to help you on your next construction project. These experts know how to take your project from the penalty box to all-star caliber. From complete buildouts to major renovations, they've got you covered. Let DLI Commercial help you make your next construction project a real power play. For more deets, you need to head on over to their website, dlicommercial.com.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
4: Um uh elliot i wanted to ask you about the other team in uh, pennsylvania pittsburgh and uh yeah i like we've heard some rumblings like hexi's job you know is you know and maybe in trouble like have you heard, mm-hmm. you heard anything like that out of pittsburgh i, I, just think,
3: I, I think the pressure's on there i i, I yep. absolutely do like that that's not a team where you know they haven't won a playoff series in a few years and if that's not all on him uh, right. He inherited some of that. Um, I think as you guys know, anytime there's new ownership, you you start to think about what you want to do there. Um, and I think also like, like whenever, whenever it's like it is right now, when the median fans are taking runs at the organization, it's like, it's like the same thing that just happened in Philadelphia. Like your fan. The other thing we didn't mention about was that night, that the Rangers were in on the Wednesday night oh and they scored scored the goal in overtime and it looked like Madison square garden and and it dropped right in Philadelphia. (laughs) I was there. Like, like like when your fans are that when your fans are mad at that and that's your home building and your fans are as mad as they were at uh, on, on Saturday at that uh, fan forum, you know, your ownership is watching, right? Right. And, and look what the effect it had on Chuck. I think that anytime you have what Pittsburgh is going through right now, like their media are taking big runs at Hextall. Um, You know that their fans are really upset, like not making the playoffs there and they're right on the cut line. That is not an option. That is not an option. And I mean, you guys know Hextall he's tough. He's got a thick skin, but he's not stupid. He sees what's going on around him and he's got to know if this doesn't get better, then yes, there could be consequences for them. But I always right. will say, wait till it's over. Like they're not they're not doing it in season like Philadelphia did. Right. Like we'll see where this ends up. If they go on a run and they win a couple rounds, we're not talking about this. But we got to right. get there first.
4: They they actually had a big win last night in Colorado, yes, they which did. they which they need desperately. They need wins. Obviously, as you said, they're right there on that line. So um uh, I just wondered what you know what you were hearing about that because we've we've been getting a lot of uh, feedback on on Pittsburgh and uh, Hexty. Yeah. So, um, I feel like for him, like, like how you, you can't trade Crosby, right? Like, you can't no. trade Crosby. You can't not trade- unless he
3: comes to you. Not unless say, he comes to you
4: and says, "Get me out of here." Yeah, you, right. you can't do that.
3: As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, I I know that I was told there that I don't know if Hextall's contract is like this. But under previous ownership, you could not there were there was something in the contracts where you could not trade Crosby and Malkin without explicit ownership approval. Like right. it was actually mm. written into that. I don't yeah. know if any other team has that, but I know I know Pittsburgh had that.
4: Right. Yeah.
3: Could you imagine true. trying to trade Crosby or Malkin? <laughs> yeah, Malkin I know, I know.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. right. Oh yeah. my God.
1: <laughs>
4: not only you get fired, they may not find you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: Yeah, they disappear off the map.
4: Um, so I, I'm interested to see uh, who who's your favorite to win the cup. Put you on the spot. Oh, I mean, how
3: can you like like? First of all, I I, I never like to pick the team to repeat because it's too boring. Like, I think Colorado could win it again, but I don't know how you pick against Boston right now. Yeah, like they like yeah. like, like like the moves they made at the deadline. Like those guys were perfect for them. Yeah, Bertuzzi, Hathaway, Orlov. Yeah. Like like. Like I always wonder. Last year, Florida went out and got Giroux, obviously, and Giroux's a hell of a player. But I wonder if when you go and you get somebody that big at the deadline, does it throw you off a little bit? Like I always kind of wondered if, and and some teams have told me that happens. That's yeah, not Giroux's that. fault. It's it's just like it may have. Like I think Boston went out and got guys who are good players who don't throw their roster off kilter from how they mm-hmm. got here and i think that's so important yeah,
4: yeah that's good perspective yes someone had asked us that in one of our uh questions uh that we have on the show and i'm like i i don't know how you can bet against them really no. yeah you no. know like
0: yeah they were well, well set up they were well set up before and yeah i yeah. mean like you said like the pieces that they added were nice little complementary pieces to to the puzzle they already team. had that was well organized so yeah it'd be interesting how that one plays out um you obviously watch a ton, a ton of hockey. I mean, what, like, mm-hmm. how many games are you watching? How is like, how is your world of, be, of being prepared for all the work you do? Like, how, you know, because because you got so much going on. There's so many moving yes. parts, but you you articulate it so well, and you you seem to be obviously on the forefront of uh, well, obviously all breaking news. So, what does that look like in in your world?
3: Well, first of all, you can never be on top of everything, right? Like, it's just impossible. But uh, I kind of look at it like I know sometimes I'm going to get beat on the breaking news, but I, that doesn't mean I have to like it. So I kind of <laughs> kind of look at it that way. Um, you know, like, basically, I'm on my phone way too much. Like, I know when my, my, when my wife says to me, are you listening to me? That's when I know I, I'm in trouble. Like, I, I've tuned her out in the middle of a sentence, and she does not like that. <laughs> um, you know, I think that, I think that what I try to do is like, I'm not a guy who likes to watch nine games at once. Like if I'm at home, I pick one game and if something else I see it, get a note or I see something on social media that says, check this out. I'll use my iPad or my phone to to figure that out. i like to pick one game to watch at a time. But like, you know, basically when I wake up and like I said, I'm not an early riser. I usually wake up sometime between eight to 10 o'clock um you know i you know you're almost constantly on your phone you're sending out texts like what's going on this morning and all day long you're like looking to see like what's the hot story how can i advance the story what's going on out there what don't i know what's the news and you know you, you i have a group like probably of about 10 to 15 people who i text every day and you know, basically, it kind of goes from there. Like, what do they tell you? What else do you hear? What happened big in a game? And you know, and sometimes I'll text them at night before I go to bed, or or something like that. Did I miss anything from today? so it's funny. Like, I have a couple guys. They're same guys. I'll text when I go to bed, and I'll text when I wake up. And they're like, like, what do you think? Something happened at five thirty in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, what yeah. are you bugging me with this text for? And uh, I, you know, it's it, it's it's basically. You know what like like it's it's probably like like Derek you work the one of the hardest jobs in hockey and it's all about like what's your routine like how do you right how do you how do you stay in your routine and it's 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 no different than you know you and Riley doing what you do if you're going to be want to be one of the best like Derek you were You were working for an NHL team. Riley, you play in the National Hockey League. I mean, you guys know how hard it is to get there. How many people want those jobs? You have to treat it the same
0: way. Right.
4: Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. I, I I couldn't, really couldn't even imagine you, your days on the you know the the deadline. Oh, yeah, crazy. And then I mean, <laughs> you're like I was like I was saying earlier, like maybe he has got like five phones because I don't know how you're you're dealing with all that, but it, it is amazing. And like Riley said, you you do it so well, and it's it's fun to watch and listen and read and everything that you put out there.
5: The key is
3: streamlining. Like Adam Schefter says, he uses two phones. I, I don't think I can do that. But one thing I do is like ear pods are the huge thing now because you can write and take notes while you're on the phone. And like on a deadline day or a free agency day, you've got your phone, you've got your laptop, you've got your iPad. I'm good at moving, uh, moving item to item or laptop to phone to iPad. But two phones, I don't know. I tried that once. I didn't like it.
4: Like uh, yeah, well, so, like
0: speak- Nasty's got three. Uh, yeah, right.
4: I so, speaking of uh phones and all that. Uh Stalker, our good friend PJ Stock, I was talking yeah. to him today. Uh, he told me a pretty funny story. You guys used to like during the playoffs, you'd be watching games and um maybe have an adult beverage or something and try to play <laughs> jokes on each other. And he said you were trying to get into his phone. <laughs> and, oh man, that's the it-
3: worst thing. I, that's one of the worst <laughs> things I did. I erased his phone. Like, I gotta tell you, like, that was. I got to Derek like I still like that was 12 year 12 years ago because it was the 2011 Stanley Cup final. I still feel bad about that. Like I, I will say there was there was it wasn't just a few drinks. There was a lot of alcohol involved <laughs> in that. Yeah.
4: And, I didn't want to say that. He used to did say that. I,
3: I got to <laughs> tell you the 2011 Stanley Cup final between Boston and Vancouver. That was like a carnage final for like it was seven games. It was cross-continent it was a lot of travel, and we—it was like it was just crazy. I've never worked a final like that in the turn, in, in terms of the way we behaved, oh, nothing criminal or anything like that. Right, I right. Say, but like just the way we behaved away from the rink, and uh, one night there was just too much alcohol involved, and it was like it tells you like, do you, are you sure you want to keep trying to guess the password? And like <laughs> nobody really knew what that meant if you if you did it ten times and didn't get it right and blew right through and it erased his phone and wow uh, I, I gotta tell you like you guys know pj like he's a tough yeah. customer i was lucky yeah. he didn't take me apart piece <laughs> by piece that uh, he's oh man, best,
4: that man. he's I, a great he, guy
3: he, pj super uh, yeah he is i'm
4: sure you know steve coats uh yep. we used to, we used to take coats phone and he would set it down i mean he never learned his lesson Elliot. he'd set it down and I just slide my hand over, put it under my arm, wait for him to see. He's telling stories. He's got yeah. the hands going. So he's got the
3: arms going. Yeah, yeah,
4: you know how Cozy is. So there was a, there's a bunch of stories of what we did, but the one time we took his phone and we just turned it on French, and we were mm-hmm. landing in in uh, Montreal or wherever we were, and and he's like, "What's going on with my phone?" He's losing his mind. We're like, "Oh, it changes over. These new phones change over to French because we, you know, we're here." And He's like. Well, I can't read it. He's just losing his mind. He actually thinks his phone changed because we landed in Canada. But anyway, uh, that was a great oh my story. God,
3: that's, uh, that's good. You know, Derek, you're nice because I know a guy who used to change them to Mandarin. At least in French. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah, in right. French, You can kind of figure it out or hand it to somebody like on the team, like if Simon Gagne is there or something like that, he can figure it out for <laughs> True. you. There True. There weren't a lot of people around the NHL at the time. I remember a friend of mine changed mine to mandarin and i was like i have no idea well, i had to go to the to the store to get it fixed <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> that'd be something uh, just going back on your, your your preparation and everything obviously you got great relationships with players and general managers executives uh you, you spent a lot of time earning trust with these guys yeah. uh, uh, uh pj also told us that you know when, when there's a story you're going to be releasing um and you're going to put out there you reach out to the the person the player involved and you, you ask them to maybe explain or argue or defend what you mm-hmm. might be putting out there which i think is uh you know is super respectful uh because you know there's a lot of trust issues with media but uh you know yeah. we can talk about that a little bit because obviously you do a hell of a job earning the trust and it's, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do with some of these guys
3: well you know what like you know i i really think like at the end of the day like I just want to try. I want to try. I don't know, I'm not always successful at it, but I want to try to treat other people like I would hope to be treated. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, like, I think you guys would remember when, when I would do games, like, we used to do a lot of games in Philly when you guys were there. And, you know, I would try to, I would try to come a day early, go to practice and just show my face, like say hi to everybody. It didn't matter whether you were the the biggest star on the roster or you were the 25th person on the roster. Like I always believed it, it, you know, you're a flyer, you're in the NHL. Like, you know, I, especially now that I've been around uh, professional sports now for 30 years, you realize that for anybody to play one game in the NHL, what an incredible hockey player they are. And that that earns a certain amount of, uh, of respect. And I just think like, You know, Riley, you can't always do it. Like on deadline day, it's really tough. And this year, the the crazy thing happened with JVR, which I felt really badly about. But I I think that, like, I, I just think at the end of the day, you always understand that these are people with families. And if I can warn them about something I'm hearing before I report it, because one GM told me, he says you're like a grenade thrower. You like throw a grenade to my room. I hate it when you call me. Like if I can sort of cushion it in advance, or say, look, I'm hearing this, or I'm going to be reporting this. Like here, um, just be ready for it. I'm always going to try to do that. Always try.
5: Yeah, That's
0: awesome. Well, yeah, I mean it's 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 super respectful. Like you said. These guys got families they got feelings yep. right these are human beings right so mm-hmm. um you know nat- naturally it earns it just earns that mutual respect right i mean because there's there's a lot of guys in the media that we've seen you know whether it's around philly or just you know abroad but like they, they maybe they don't do that and there's like you know th- you're building relationships at the end of the day right it's all about relationships with uh with mm-hmm. these guys and it's like sales um, it's yeah no different. right it's yeah. no
3: different yeah
0: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. That's oh, important. Yeah. It's a super important stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, when, when I, when I heard that, I wasn't surprised because you, you know, obviously to get where you are in this business, uh, and, and to be, you know, the go-to guy for, for, you know, breaking news. I mean, you, you, you have to have that respect and that, uh, you know, that trust with the guys. So mm-hmm. super yeah, interesting. Nice any, any breaking news uh, gone bad for you? oh yeah well i mean like the
3: the the jvr thing was was really unfortunate because i i thought it it happened and uh it didn't it fell apart at the last minute i don't like that um it's not a great feeling but i think we've all had situations where we like the one thing i'm really careful about is is just saying sometimes like even if i'm pretty sure something's going to happen is saying like you know we'll see where it goes or we'll see what happens because you know, things change. It's my grandmother's old line. You plan, God laughs, right? So yeah. you always have to be careful for the way things can change. It, it has happened before, Riley. I don't like it, but, you know, it, it has happened before. Like like, And he would be a perfect example. I think that, you know, I, I think Philly thought they had a deal. You know, one of the things, Derek, that, that you can appreciate is that, you know, somebody called me the next day to say, like, I just want you to know that I had heard that the – that the Detroit equipment guys had called the Philly equipment guys and said, "Is there anything we need to know?" Like JVR is a guy who's very particular about his equipment, right? Very. So I yes. heard I heard that there had been conversations between um, those guys, like about, okay, should this happen? This is what you should be ready for. I thought it's a really interesting, neat story. I thought actually, and uh, but it didn't happen. And you don't like to kind of upend or throw someone's life off kilter, even for a few minutes like that.
4: Well it's it's I mean with so you're covering so much, it's 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 bound to happen, yeah, right? Like it's I mean Yeah, it's still you it, don't like it. You don't but like you don't it. like of course you don't yeah, like it, but it's
3: someone's existence, right? You don't like messing yeah, with that. Exactly. Yeah.
0: How I about the that. uh you know the, the the, biggest story you've broken over t- over your thirty years, Bobby? You know,
3: I I have to tell you, I don't I, I, I I'm really bad at answering this question because I you know, Riley, I'm, I'm kind of like a guy who likes to think, like people ask me, like, who's the best insider in hockey? And I always, my answer is always whoever breaks the next story. So I'm like, <laughs> that one's over. Let's go on to the next one. But more, yeah. p- more and more people have started asking this question, so I'm like, I better have an answer. Um, I think a couple of the ones that were, like, the biggest were uh, Johnny Goodrow to Columbus last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember some of the Columbus players told me later, like, then when they saw that tweet, like they didn't believe it, like they, they, like, I, I think <laughs> we didn't were, either. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's right. Like Zach Wierenski knew. And he told me that guys were texting him like, is, or they were going on the group chat. Like, is this real or is <laughs> he completely full of shit? And uh, so I, I think sometimes I, I it's, it's by like who um, it, it's kind of like by how people react, like, like Tavares in Toronto, um, I think I was the first one to confirm it. I don't know. Like, that was such a crazy one. There's been uh, – but people told me, like, I, I confirmed it or something. I don't know exactly. But that was a big one too. I remember a lot of people told me that that they said that, like, I, like we were going – like, Dan Shulman was, like, uh, working a Blue Jays baseball game and sent me a text Like when that, when I, when I put that one out there, he's like, are you sure? Like, that's a wow. And I'm like, don't you have a game that you're working
2: on? So, uh, you know,
3: those would probably be a couple of the biggest, there's been a few over the years. There's, there's no question, but those would be two of the bigger ones.
4: Yeah,
0: it's, yeah. Well, it's yeah. I mean, those are big ones, and it's got it's, I mean, obviously, you've got to feel good. That's your job, right? So, when you get yeah. when, you, when you when you nail it, I mean, when you yeah, nail how it, how high good. yeah, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, I mean, but the, the lot,
4: the the, one. yeah, exactly, yeah, the, right? the, the, the lot one fell through. Obviously. obviously, the lot, Scotty Lawton deal fell through. Obviously. Oh my god, poor <laughs> lots.
3: like, like I, I used to play every year, I would play, I missed it last year, but I would play Adam Graves' golf tournament. And uh, for Smile Zone, and Scott Lawton's always there. So, I mean, I know Scott a little bit. And, you know, the the kind of the wild thing about that was I'm not sure about how much of this story. Like, I've never, I I don't know 100% of it, but I've heard it. Like, when he signed his extension with the Flyers, I think Toronto was trying to trade for him. So, I think it was a situation where um, either, you know, he was going to, he was going to, sign with the Flyers or he was going to get traded and possibly to Toronto. So when I heard you did that, I was kind of wondering if he believed it more because I think Toronto, he knew Toronto had been really interested in him at some time. (laughs) So it was like I'm betting he's thinking, oh, my God, this is really plausible because (laughs) I know they like
2: me. So yeah. then you got him
3: a double whammy there. Yeah, I did not is.
0: know that. That was like, that was yeah. totally a fluke. Why, why, why Baller said Toronto. I don't even think there was, besides being from around that area, yeah. I don't think yeah. there was anything. No, I,
3: that I, I know the lease of like Scott before, and I'm pretty sure that year when he was deciding whether or not to sign, if he was going to get traded, Toronto was a very possible destination.
2: Oh,
0: oh that's so that that's that so did
3: definitely that's even, oh, better. even, that yeah, that right? even yeah. better. Yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, that's great insight. Oh, man. Awesome. You got anything else, Nas?
4: Man, I just want to thank you, Elliot. Uh, like you, you are the man. Uh, you're always so nice to me. When I was able to see you and in, uh, in Toronto, in Philly, everywhere, man, you're just the, as PJ said, one of the best people he's met in hockey you really are and we appreciate the work you do we we follow everything you do so uh we try to make make us smarter we try to do uh, by... it as quickly as possible
3: like first of all it's my pleasure i you know like you guys were both great to deal with when i was uh, when i was working uh and starting out and uh you know i, I love the pod and you know what like the key thing that you guys should remember is that like because you guys put out a video i can see the way the players react to you guys Players really like talking to you guys, and that's big. Like, uh that's uh that's very big. I
0: appreciate, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, we're 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 trying to continue to generate that trust and street cred with, yeah, just being just re- reasonable humans. We're not out to to screw anybody over, or to make anybody look bad. We're just trying to humanize these guys a little bit, and just kind of show the public a little different perspective of these players. So we have Doing fun with it, job. as you know. Yeah, Thank thanks. We so really appreciate that. Well, you take care. Thanks for coming on, man. Yes, appreciate thank you that. so a pleasure, much. Pleasure,
3: guys. Thanks very much for having me. I really All appreciate right. it. Great to chat with you guys.
0: Big thank you to our friend Elliot Friedman. Yes, what a smart hockey game, mind, man.
4: And such, he's such a good dude too. Yeah, you know, fortunate to meet him years ago, like we we talked about, and just a great guy, man. And boy, is he on point with everything. Yeah, he knows. Like, imagine, like we we. We talk about hockey and about everything, but, like, this guy we talks no about shit. everything. <laughs> like, he knows everything that's going on with every team. Yeah. So, uh, it's impressive, it's... man. I can't imagine there's a lot of sleep going on there. But, uh, anyway, we appreciate him, man. He's a yeah, great guy. Absolutely. And I think it's that time now. It's that time for clear questions. Brought to you by Clear Rum. Oh, yeah. Have been, for... been sipping on some of this? Hey, what? listen. They're good. They're uh, like disappearing. They... So I, I, am, I had about 15, and we're down. Yeah. Uh, we got to reload. We we do that. need to reload. We need to call the boys and uh get get some more in here. We need some we gotta more color. We got to fill it in. They're yeah. so good. Oh my god. If you have not tried these things yet, you have to. They're unbelievable. They're so smooth. They actually sneak up on you you don't sneaky. really, You're a little sneaky. You start drinking them on Robert. ice. Oh my god! Throw a little couple berries in there. Oh berries! Oh, Look berries at you all being you healthy get now, them. <laughs> hey, well, it just they're just it's so good. What it hits your lips? Yeah, once it does, it's so good. It hits your lips. <laughs> uh, but yeah, clear clear Check them out. Got to taste it. It's unbelievable. All right, I think we're ready. Clear questions. Let's baller. Go baller, Raymond Michael over on Twitter. He wants to know what Provy's relationship is like with his teammates. Well, um, from what I've heard, it's good. Um, I'm not in the locker room anymore, but uh, obviously friends with most of the guys, and uh, seems pretty good. I mean, yeah, I haven't
0: heard anything differently. Maybe outside of was it last year or the yeah, year before when you know, that towards came the end of the, from, uh, some you know interesting comment, but. Um, but uh, I haven't heard anything, uh, you know, anything different. I mean, and from what I understand, he's got great relationships with a few, a few of the guys, the new yeah. guys specifically, um, D'Lo. Yeah, D'Lo, him, and
4: did you see his nameplate the other night? Oh, yeah, Nikolai. Yeah, <laughs> or something. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and he and D'Lo are, are uh, really good buddies and Seals. And uh, yeah, it's seals, funny, but... you, you always, people, you got to remember, like, there's an age gap, too, all of a sudden. You know, you got a lot of young guys, um, but as far as a team, they seem to, to gel pretty together and every or together and you know do things together as a team, um, but you always have guys you hang with more than others. Of course, so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he and uh, D'Lo are really good buddies. So I guess that makes D'Lo half Russian. Yeah, sounds like his it. name played it look like. Yeah,
0: it. exactly. Yeah, but I haven't heard anything like that. You know, I think Provi's pretty reserved guy. You yeah. Know what I mean, he's you know he's. He's a different type of personality than you know Kev- Kevin Hayes and, and right. some of these other guys. So I think you know based on that, people have you know interesting opinions based on people's personalities. You see that with coaches, right? Right. You know, with Johnny or Hack. You know, it's like oh, just because they're you know they're stoic on the bench means that they're they're, they're not intense or they right. have no <laughs> yeah. passion for the game. It's or know, personality. More, yeah. Right. So the people just assume things, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I haven't heard anything. No. Brinzy over on Twitter. Oh, Brinzy wants to know if you each had a million on the line and could only pick one, who's winning the cup this year?
4: Ooh, great question! You know, to I'm me, you are. I yeah. was gonna say that's the easy pick, but to I, me, yeah, every time. Well, with the exception of Colorado last year, they yeah. seem to be that wagon. I don't know how you go against Boston. How do you bet against I mean,
0: them? Yeah, you're almost like hoping for injuries if you're betting against them. I, I'm not yeah, sure how, no, how yeah. they lose, but um, I
4: don't either. Just I watch them a lot, you know, just because I'm amazed. Like they just win, like they just win, man. Um, Depth. I yep. guess i I was on the Carolina train a little bit, like giving them. I don't think you know with Svechnikov getting hurt, that's a huge blow to that team. Yep. Um, it's one guy, but it's a it's a it's big, big piece, guy for yeah. them, um, so I, I think I would have to go Boston as well. I mean, I don't know how you bet against them. If if someone gave me a mill to yeah, bet on I mean, it, I, exactly. I would I would I would bet on Boston. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Great question. Neither of you guys taking the Flyers? <laughs> I think we're. I don't know if we're going to sneak 2026? in Twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Maybe. <laughs> uh, last one from Anthony Giampollo. We kind of talked about this before the show. Which highlight will be played more in a lifetime? Crosby's golden goal. Or Otani striking out Trout the other night. Why are you gonna bring up the golden goal? Because I was there. That broke <laughs> my heart, man. As as Biz said, that was a tri- the trifecta of getting kicked in the <laughs> yeah, dick.
0: Yeah, yeah right. Ah, um, Tell us how you really feel now. Yeah,
4: that was that hurt, man. Yeah. That hurt. And so, then we lose in the finals that year. Still, still feeling it a little bit. Yeah, one one not still like up in yeah, the, uh-huh. no, but um, that was crazy the other night. I know we we did talk about that because uh, McDavid made a statement about it. If you're Canadian, the Golden Goals is probably the thing, right? Yeah, like, um, if you're a big baseball fan, I guess the other tr- trout getting struck out. But um, both are pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. I so got what? no
0: comment on that.
4: I was just going to go you're with the Golden Canadian. Goal. You're yeah, Canadian. Well. Yeah, you're Canadian.
0: Yeah. Great question, though. Yeah, it, that's it is. a good question. And that's a wrap. That's it. Clear questions brought to you by our friends at Clear Rum. Appreciate you guys all listening in. If you're not... Subscribe, please do. Like our social media pages. Comment. Let us know if we can do anything better. We're always looking for feedback. We appreciate you all, listeners, watchers. Until next week for episode 111, be sure to tune in. Stay safe, knuckleheads.
4: See ya.